Welcome to Woman in Progress, the podcast for smart, successful, high-achieving women who are ready to choose themselves, stop following the shoulds, and have the audacity to create the perfectly imperfect lives they crave. I'm your host, Samantha Ushado, corporate leader by day, health mindset coach, and group fitness instructor by nights and weekends. I created this space for the seekers, the messy action takers, the women who are courageous enough to lean into discomfort in the name of growth and are willing to live life on purpose. So if you're ready to work on yourself for yourself, be an example of what's possible and meet other incredible women on the same journey, you're in the right place. Consider this your official invitation. Let's get to work. It's that time again, podcast day. What's up, my beautiful friends? What's shaking? You good? I'm great. I'm actually heading off to Cancun to do a workshop, a spin workshop, with my mentor and ultimate badass, Christina Giraud of Power and Flow. If you don't know who she is, you must remedy that situation immediately because you will be forever changed and hella inspired. I'll link her IG accounts in the show notes because you just need to see this amazingness. You're welcome. I actually discovered Christina at the beginning of the panorama and vowed I'd ride with her in person someday. And if you know me, when I set my mind to something, it's as good as done. So here we are. (laughs) But seriously, it was a total no-brainer. The moment it was announced on Instagram, I booked my ticket and figured the rest out later. I was only going to go for a few days just for the workshop, but then my mom called me, it's like she knew, and asked me if I was coming back to Mexico. For those who don't know, my mom lives in Puerto Vallarta six months of the year. I know, right? Living the dream. I live in Canada, so enough said. Long story short, she convinced me that it would be a great idea to fly across the country and spend a week with her after my workshop ended. Twist my arm, why don't ya? Needless to say, I'm so excited for this vacation, and I can't wait to tell y'all about it. Until then, let's talk about habits, switching gears. Last week, I shared that my resistance training habit has all but gone by the wayside, and I've been struggling for the better part of two years to reestablish it with little success. If you haven't listened to that episode yet, hit pause and go listen to episode three titled Life is 50-50. It's a good one. Now, a really interesting thing happened after I finished recording last week's episode. I felt this weight sort of fall off my shoulders. It's as if the simple fact of putting my truth, my struggle, my reality out into the world gave me permission to release the mental and emotional burden I'd been carrying for the last two plus years. Kind of like I've been subtly holding my breath and now I'm able to take a deep exhale. Very interesting. But what it also unlocked for me was a gentle reminder that there are an infinite number of ways to approach rebuilding this one automatic behavior. And while I tried a few methods that have not worked for me, that I certainly hadn't exhausted all my options. There's so much information out there all over the place, on the internet, in books, on podcasts, about how to build habits that I have yet to explore and some pretty intelligent people who are leading the way in this field to choose from. At the end of the day, what's the harm in continuing to experiment? The worst that could happen is I'm still not consistently lifting and I have more data to show me what doesn't work on my journey to finding what does. I stumbled upon a podcast episode that talked about the secret to consistency with habits, which then took me down a rabbit hole of related podcasts and eventually I landed on the Huberman Lab podcast and an episode entitled Build Strong Habits. I'd never heard of this podcast before, but my interest was piqued when I learned that Dr. Andrew Huberman is a professor of neurobiology and ophthalmology at the Stanford School of Medicine, 
And as someone with a background in biochemistry, did you know that? I really appreciate people who can provide a deeper understanding of the science and research behind human psychology and behavior. Now, the episode is about two hours long, and I definitely recommend it if that's the kind of content that gets you going. But if not, I listened to it a couple times and have pulled some awesome pearls that I want to share today, along with an experiment I'm going to try as a result. So here we go. Now, when we think about making changes or setting goals for ourselves, it usually looks something like this. We make a decision, set a plan, get really inspired and start doing things better or differently. And then slowly but surely, we return to our default way of being and struggle to stick to new behaviors that we were super excited about just a short time ago. And more often than not, we are more likely that this time next year, we'll be doing the same thing we always did than performing the new habit with ease. Sound familiar? Now, a key factor of building habits that last has to do with whether we are setting goal-based habits or identity-based habits. A goal or outcome-based habit is largely focused on a specific result, so losing weight, writing a book, or paying off debt, for example. You may even go a step further and focus on improving or changing a process, decluttering your apartment before you go to bed, putting away $100 from every paycheck, or not checking your phone for the first hour of the day or implementing a new routine at the gym. Now, the power of an identity-based habit is that it attacks behavior change at the deepest level, your beliefs. So when we focus on the person that we want to come, that's truly the secret sauce for building habits that last. So my friends, who do you want to become? And I actually want your answer to this question. So if you're driving or out and about or multitasking, I want you to come back to this episode and write some thoughts down. Whatever comes to you on a piece of paper, in a notebook, or in the notes app of your phone. It doesn't have to be fancy. But I want you to ask yourself, who do you want to become? And then make sure you decide it on purpose. I did this exercise myself. And for me, I want to become a person who has their own back, who's willing to do hard things, a person who is an example of what is possible and always sets her future self up for success. I want to lean into discomfort on purpose in the name of growth and put myself in situations that allow me to show myself what I'm capable of. I want to blow my own damn mind. How about you? I'd love to know. So feel free to slide into my DMs and let me know what you come up with. So now that you've declared it, let's talk about how we can practically and tangibly implement this into our life and become the kind of people who are capable of forming beneficial or breaking destructive habits. It goes without saying that there's an immense value in habits, right? They organize our behavior into more or less reflexive actions so that we don't have to spend a lot of time thinking about performing the various behaviors that help us achieve our personal, professional, or overall life goals. So I really like the way that Dr. Huberman frames this. He talks about the characteristics of a well-formed habit, essentially how we are able to know that we formed a habit we're trying to build. He outlines a few criteria backed by research that you can use to assess the level of strength of a habit. The first is you complete it 85% of the time. The second is you don't spend a lot of mental effort or energy getting into the mode of doing the activity, a concept he refers to in the podcast as limbic friction. And the third is the activity or behavior is context independent. So you execute the habit regardless of where you are or what situation you're in. So if you think about a very basic example, like brushing your teeth in the morning, you'll see this holds true in your life. At least, I really hope it does. You wake up, you head to the bathroom, you brush your teeth, maybe with an electronic toothbrush if you're fancy, and you don't spend a lot of time negotiating with yourself about whether or not you should. 
And whether you're at home, staying with a friend, or traveling, you pack your toothbrush in your toiletry bag and brush your teeth every morning. Now that, my friends, is what is called habit automaticity, when a behavior becomes automatic and is enacted with minimal conscious awareness. It's when the behavioral pattern is repeated so often that it's literally etched into your neural pathways. So if you look at any highly successful people you admire, they have learned to develop good habits, and it takes discipline, courage, and hard work on a daily basis to keep those habits in place. It makes perfect sense to adopt habits that will facilitate success, and yet, why are some so difficult to adopt? Now, according to the research, there isn't actually a set number of days it takes to adopt a habit. It is highly variable. In fact, a 2010 study showed that the number of days it took for people to adopt the same habit ranged from 18 days to 254 days. So the common refrain of it takes 21 days to form a habit is as much true as it's not true. And just because you can't form one habit easily, it doesn't mean you can't form other habits easily. Again, it's highly variable. The mystery of why certain people can form habits easier than others likely has more to do with how we manage what Dr. Huberman refers to as limbic friction. So limbic friction essentially refers to the amount of activation energy you need in order to engage in a particular behavior. So if forming the habit requires you to spend a lot of effort and energy, the chances of you completing the activity are much lower. It's actually a really useful tool that can help you understand how likely you are to form a new habit easily, or if it will be more challenging. So what I'm interpreting from this is that habit formation has a lot to do with being in the right state of mind and also being able to control your state of mind on purpose. Building a new habit requires a lot of effort at first, right? You are either attempting to overcome a state where you feel tired, unmotivated, lazy, or you're feeling friction to overcome a state where you feel stressed out, anxious, and distracted. It's normal and nothing has gone wrong. We are hardwired to seek pleasure, avoid pain, and expend minimal effort. So don't be surprised if you feel resistance as reality starts to set in and your default behaviors begin to surface. Those are the fight through moments that help embed habits and help you accumulate small wins on the path to building new neural pathways and ways of working. So if I apply this to my inconsistent resistance training habit, Every time I go to go to the gym in the morning and I have thoughts that say, I'm too tired, I'll go later, I'm not feeling like it, these are not signals that something has gone wrong and that it means that I'm not going to be able to embed this habit into my ways of working. It just means that I'm going to have to expend a little bit more effort to get myself moving and at the gym than maybe I would have if this was an automatic habit. Now, what I really love about Dr. Huberman's podcast is that he outlines a system for building in habits that allows you to test if a habit has stuck and if it's likely to stick going forward. It's rooted in the biology and psychology of habit formation, and so it's actually backed by research that has been tested and shows that this is actually a powerful system for developing a new habit. So I'm going to outline it next because it's something that I'm going to be trying, and I'm hoping you're going to be interested in trying with me. He recommends a 21-day time frame for this system, as it seems to be the average or most typical length of time for engaging neuroplasticity as it relates to the formation of new habits. So here's what the system involves. First, you set out to perform six new habits per day over the course of 21 days. So this is based on your goals and the habits you're trying to create. So you set these for yourself. It can be big or small. You break your day up into three eight-hour phases and then decide what phase of the day they fall into. 
Now, the expectation, and I really love this, is that you only complete four to five of those six habits per day. So built into this system is actually a permission to fail escape hatch. Now, it's not failure because this approach to forming habits is not based on the specific habits you're trying to form, but actually the habit of performing habits themselves. So the habit that you're trying to build is doing a certain number of things per day. Now, you may not also want to perform all six habits every day. So for example, if your habit is getting to the gym, I would not advise trying to go to the gym six times per week because, you know, as a trainer um, and someone in the fitness industry, it will certainly impede recovery if you're not taking days off. But it also allows the flexibility of life and for you to shuffle things out when things come up because they always inevitably do. The next piece is if you miss a day, so let's say you don't perform the four to five things that you're set out to do, there's no punishment, there's no judgment, you just keep moving. And you certainly don't compensate for missing anything by doing twice as much the next day, all right? You just move on, dust yourself off, and begin again the next day. The other tip he gives is you chunk the 21 days into two-day bins, So what that means is instead of looking at the 21 days as a whole, you really just think about it as two-day increments at a time. And I think this is a really effective way of building belief in yourself and your ability to build a new habit that supports the person you want to come because it allows you to create evidence that it's possible by collecting small wins. So the idea here is to think about the 21 days in two-day increments and then after the second day, reset and go about the next two days. Sooner or later, you're going to be 21 days down the road and you will have collected a lot of small wins and evidence for what's possible for you along the way. Now, the program doesn't just end here. After 21 days, you stop engaging in this 21-day deliberate four to five habits per day schedule and you simply go on autopilot. So the purpose of this is for you to look back and assess the strength or the stickiness of your habit by asking yourself, how many of those particular habits that I was deliberately trying to learn in the previous 21 days, have I embedded or automatically incorporated into my routine? How many of them am I naturally doing? So what this says is that every 21 days, you don't just update and start adding new habits. You simply try to maintain the ones you built in that first 21 days with the aim of having them persist long into the future and become automatic. So after the first set of 21 days, In the next 21 days, you're not going to add any new habits. You're simply going to evaluate how well and how deeply you've rewired your nervous system to be able to perform those six habits from the previous 21 days. Are you still with me? (laughs) This testing phase will allow you to assess if you can even make room for more habits. Now, if you're an overachiever like me, you probably have a ton of habits you'd like to adopt, but the reality is we are always trying to cram so much in that we don't stand a chance to integrate everything we want to do. Building a new habit and breaking an old one is a marathon, not a sprint, my friends. So to reiterate, the system is 21 days of developing a new habit, followed by another 21 days to test how well you've integrated those habits into your life. Then and only then would you either decide to do another 21 days with the same six habits to see if you can strengthen any of the habits or you could add new ones and repeat the process again. Are you still with me? (laughs) 
I hope so, because I'm going to try this out and I'd love for you to join me. As I was putting together this podcast, I initially thought I would share what I was planning and then report back at the end of the program to see what results I created. But then I realized... I bet some of my listeners are in the same boat and would want to join, not to mention the added accountability of doing it as a community. What is it they say? You can go fast alone, but you can go further together. So if you've been wanting to build or break some habits for good, but have been struggling to get started or stay consistent, why not try this experiment on for size with me and see what happens? Starting on April 4th, I'll be kicking off a 42-day habit challenge using this system. If you want to join, the link to register will be in the show notes and in my Instagram bio. It's totally free. There's zero obligation, but I may offer prizes to those who stick with me for the full 42 days. I plan on going live on Instagram after the first 21 day period. And again, at the end of the second 21 day period, it'll be an opportunity for us to connect, for you to ask any questions, let us know how it's going. And for me to do a mini training on what to expect for the next 21 days and beyond. And of course, to announce the prize winners. Now, once you register, you'll receive an email outlining how the challenge is going to work, what to expect, updates from me, and weekly tips for keeping the momentum alive over the course of the challenge. So I'm going to ask you again, are you in? Like I said in episode one, just start. It doesn't have to be perfect. Highly successful people and people who strive to be the best version of themselves have learned to develop good habits by doing the basics well. They succeed by doing them consistently and continuing to push forward no matter what obstacles they face. I say this as much to myself as to you. You are more than capable of becoming the woman you dream of becoming. She's within reach. Go get her. I'll see you in the challenge. Have an awesome week. Thank you so much for hitting play on another episode of the Woman in Progress podcast. Did that go by way too fast for anyone else? Don't worry, the conversation doesn't stop here. Follow me at Samantha Ushado on Instagram and be sure to let me know what part of the episode resonated with you most. I love hearing from you. And if you like the show, please share it with a friend. The more, the merrier. Until next time, here's to being a woman in progress.